The local music industry has had to say goodbye to more than a couple of significant gig spots that just couldn't survive the pandemic no matter how well-loved they were. As the country prepares to ease restrictions, B-Side takes stock of what it's been like for local and independent musicians to collaborate and perform in a socially distant world. Renzo Arlumanog is the vocalist and rhythm guitarist of the local alternative pop band Any Name's Okay. The band has performed in famed venues such as Route 196 on Katipunan Avenue, as well as international music festivals in Taiwan. The band formed in 2017 in the University of the Philippines Music Circle, and now its tracks garner millions of streams across digital platforms worldwide. In this B-side episode, Mr. Lomanog tells Business World reporter John Victor Diordoñez how independent musicians perform and create new music without live gigs and shows. They talk about venues closing down, people losing jobs, and musicians trying to stay motivated in pursuing their passion. Hello, I'm JV, and I'm speaking with Renzo Miguel R. Lomanog. Hi, Renzo. Hi, JV. Uh, thanks for having me here on B-Side. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Renzo. What's your background? Um, so, yeah, um, as JV said, um, my name's Renzo. I am the vocalist and rhythm guitarist of a band called Any Names Okay. I think I describe our music as um, like some alternative pop, upbeat kind of stuff. Oh, so can you just tell us what you did? You formed the band before the pandemic. Oh yeah, we did form the band before the pandemic. We actually formed in an organization in our school. It's called the UP Music Circle. That's where we all formed. That's where we all met. The five of us. Um, so we've been together, we've been creating music, we've been recording, and we've been um, doing shows actually um, since before the pandemic. We've, we've, even gone, ano, we've even gone abroad to Taiwan for a show. So we got to experience the, the, the fun aspects of getting to do stuff live. Um, unlike now, diba? We, we mostly have online gigs because venues haven't really opened up yet. So can you name some of the... Uh, pretty prominent gigs that you've performed in during the pandemic, if there were any, or and how it really changed how you how the pandemic changed the way you collaborated and produced content. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that there's like one distinct big show that we've done, but we've done a lot of school shows. Um, actually, you'd be surprised how many school shows, online gigs, um, have come up more uh, more often than not. Um, we don't usually get the independent, unlike before, um, pre-pandemic, there were actually independent production houses where they hold shows, um, where they curate their own lineups and find their own venue to play those shows in. But as of right now, most of these production houses are either on a break or are only doing it semi-regularly. So most of it are from schools like Ateneo, um, Miriam College, um, those within Metro Manila, and even the ones in Cebu, um, we've done for for those. And in terms of collaboration, it's changed so much. Like, um, it's different. Um, first of all, in the way we write songs, because in early on in the pandemic, we could just meet up whenever. But now it has a lot to do with you know these online meeting platforms. And then recording is much more difficult because we have to do testing and all that. But the collaboration process, in my opinion, um, actually has evolved. There's a lot of stuff that we can take with us even after the pandemic's over. And we've learned a lot of stuff like 
um, passing on certain pieces of music or even in terms of how we record for online shows. We usually start with one instrumentalist and then move on to the next, move on to the next. So it kind of um, allowed us to streamline our process even more. And it's something that's interesting that can be, that we didn't really know back when we were um, doing shows pre-pandemic. So you could say that you've, you've even learned a lot about your bandmates in this pandemic. Yeah, um, I learned so much about um, my bandmates. Um, you kind of see how your own bandmates are struggling with the pandemic. And you see how your other acquaintances and other bands are struggling and thriving in the pandemic, of course. Because a lot of them have either stopped making music um, and there are some that have continued to even, to release more music than they ever have. But it, there's a lot of learnings about the music scene in general because there is some stuff you don't really realize when you're doing shows. You don't see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that go on. And now that when people are back at home, they're, they're more, they have a tendency to talk more about it, like a lot of the struggles that they've had. And so it's kind of interesting because the, the whole setup is different. And at least in my experience, I, I've gotten to talk more um, with people that who aren't even in the bands. They're the people behind the scenes. Like, again, the individuals in production houses, we've got to talk to them more. Like, how has the pandemic actually restructured their entire scheme? Because now they can't find their venues. They can't re- it's not a lucrative business necessarily to be holding online gigs all the time because there's a lot of the fatigue that comes with it. And we've talked to a lot of, um, even the roadies, the technicians, Mm -hmm. we've talked a lot um, to them. There are a lot of funds that have come up and those are something that's um, not necessarily a fruit of the pandemic, but I think it's something that people are really just trying to keep afloat still until, you know, shows come back up. So you mentioned you've had you probably had close ties with these roadies and the crew members who've probably really struggled in this pandemic. Uh, so could you tell us some of the experiences that you've heard from these people and like what they did to really try to survive or maybe maybe there were some events in their benefit? That's a great question. I think some people realize or don't realize, however, they don't realize how close roadies are to the actual bands because there are certain bands who have a certain set of roadies that they they go on shows with and they're the ones constantly being in contact, you know, they're helping you out. So um, I'd actually like to talk about the ones that are in our band's vicinity. We have um, one that um, comes to mind is Kuya Ned. He actually went with us to Taiwan. So during the start of the pandemic, we were actually in close contact with them and we were donating certain portions of our online gig funds to him even if he wasn't necessarily helping us out with the setup. There's a connection there that a lot of bands have with their, with their roadies, with their technicians, that it goes above and beyond the just physical gig space. So it's nice to hear that one of, um, like our roadie, one of his kids actually graduated senior high school. So it means that there's, there's revenue streams coming from different places. And there are fundraisers, actually. There are organizations like Roadie Superstar, um, there's Roadie Club Philippines that are actually creating gigs or are just um, doing fundraisers to be able to give back to these you know, to these individuals who've constantly helped us during shows. Like, um, it's true um, how stressful it can be um, in a physical gig space without these individuals. 
and it's really um it was really heartbreaking to see them without um that that steady revenue stream without a job um just because the pandemic hit the music scene um music in general actually really really hard just because the shows aren't there so you know people musicians and even just regular fans who are commonplace in gig places they're doing their part seriously um the support they tell us is overwhelming and it's nice to know that at least you know they're they're back on their feet um kahit pa paano and um we're just excited to see them again honestly um back when everything's ano when everything's normal na <clears throat> so you mentioned that uh because of all these venues have closed down a lot of jobs have been lost like these uh roadies who need help so could you mention some of these venues that that are closed down pretty prominent i guess oh yeah um it's crazy how many prominent names prominent venues have shut down the one that comes first to mind is route 196 um i'm sure um some of the listeners here have heard of it if they're in the katipunan Quezon City area um it's one of those mainstay attractions they've been there for um i'd like to say maybe close to a decade um it's been the the what's it called the fire forge for a lot of um budding artists you can see um when route 196 announced their closure bands like up dharma down um ben and ben moira de la torre they were telling how they got their start and Honestly that was uh, that was where we got our start to playing in Route 196. That was one of our goals as a band. It was like when we finally get to play in Route 196, that's a huge accomplishment for us because it's really a mainstay for the independent um music scene. Um Tomato Kick in Maginhawa um was um was one of the big ones. Um one of the first places we played as a band together. So there's a lot of I uh, know there's a lot of um what's it called memory attached to that and a place that we'd go and grab a drink alamian we used to even practice in the studio upstairs what are other ones um xx next to 2020 in mahati there was this um there was this show called sonic it was a partnership with um international um music how do i say it international music icons or behind the scenes people there were certain um representatives from record labels certain representatives from shows That was actually one of the ways we got um, our opportunity to play in Taiwan was being a part of that conference slash um, concert show. Uh, I remember Upper House in BGC. One of the um, it's above the brewery. It's one of those smaller venues, maybe not as big as your Route One Nine Sixes or your Tomato Kicks, but um, it's just sad to see some of those go. Not just because you don't you won't get to play there anymore. A lot of employees are actually mainstays in those venues. They aren't outsourced. They aren't um, contracted to be there. They're full-time employees working a job, working their nine to five. If it's a show, it's it's way beyond. It's even like twelve one a.m. Right? It's disheartening to see while these venues close down, it's affecting livelihoods. And I'm glad that there are there are people who are constantly trying to raise funds for these people. Oh, do you know? Uh, since you mentioned that, do you know any of of any of these venues uh, that that actually opened for some events, like maybe in person gigs? Have you seen any of those? 
Oh, I have seen a few in-person shows. Um, one that comes to mind is 19 East. Um, they've had a few shows that they've done the alfresco, they've done the open air things, just to stimulate the the ano again the their their business because that's where most of um that's where most of their business comes from and um this is just based on my ano my discussions with people who are attached to Route 196 and other gig venues actually a lot of the revenue streams come from people who are buying food and drinks during shows themselves they make the most of their ano their revenue through those shows and without the shows Um, it hurts talaga. It hurts these small businesses. Um, and um, again, like it's nice to see some of the venues open up, like 19 East. I think Conspiracy Garden in um, in Quezon City. Uh, they've also opened up to some extent. Hopefully, more venues open up. Of course, with the with the proper health and safety precautions. So you mentioned that you've had uh, several events with the presence of pretty. Notable members of record labels. So, uh, so could you, if you describe your band, would you say that you guys are independent or you're under a uh, major record label as of now? Oh yeah. Um. Actually, that's a that's a that's a great question because there's a there's a big distinction. Um. Because actually, our band, any names, okay? We're a digital distribution artist under Sony Music Philippines. So that's a major record label, right? So um, they've helped us out with, um, with... They're technically our aggregators. They're kind of our middleman um, in between us and other streaming platforms where, you know, you'll get um, a portion of your band revenues from streaming. Um, and since we're digital distribution artists, um, now there's a question of, How independent technically are we? Because there are other independent indie um, bands who are signed under a major record label. So um, I would I would constitute us still as indie just based on our size and how how we work. Because actually we still write a lot of our own music. And Sony as a label they give full creative freedom to us as a band. So we work still on an independent basis. Not nothing really has changed. It's just that we have help um, in higher places, helping us get our music out there more, helping us get our message out there more. And I think it's um, it's beneficial actually, there because a lot of a lot of stuff in the record label world has changed over the past few years. There have been a lot of stories, maybe in the past decade, um, that show how maybe the percentages of royalties are in skew to one certain aspect. However, it's changed a lot because a lot of the a lot of the people in record labels now they've um, become more progressive. They're much younger. They're actually they're very artist first. So yeah, going back to your your question, I'd still constitute ourselves as an indie band in the general sense, but um, we have our help, of course, with um, our major label, Sony Music Philippines. So just playing off what you said, you said that you still consider yourself as an independent, well, you consider your band as independent artists, but would you say that uh, being, having connections with this uh, major record label, would you say that they've been pretty instrumental in really maintaining your success or your productivity in this pandemic? Um. In reality, when you're an independent band, and especially as young as we are, there are times where you feel like, 
are we capable of doing this? Are we capable of going to this certain point that we want to achieve? And sometimes it can be disheartening. It can You can end up losing motivation. But it's one thing that's great about being part of a greater team um, is that there are people who can cheer you on and tell you maybe there's something that you can work here. Because the, um, the great thing about having a team that um, who wants to see you succeed is they'll also tell you if they there's a feeling that maybe there's something that needs to be worked on, right? So it kind of helps us grow one as artists and it allows us to build more of a rapport with all of these people that are actually part of the team. People, um, people in other bands know how difficult it can be. A lot of the managers, a lot of the roadies, they know how difficult the inner workings can be, how tiring it can be. So it's nice that there are people who can push you and tell you like, oh, we're fans of this. And in turn, you do that to them as well. So parang, it's, it's nice having a greater family with Sony. It's, having, it's nice having a greater family with other band members and, you know, um, in the scene. And it's actually helped us grow a lot because it kind of, it helps us understand then, may, what do we really want, you know? What do we want for other people? What can we give to them? And um, it's stuff like that, that that gets brought up. So would you say that since this really takes a lot of work, would you say that there are some there are some moments in the pandemic do you think you kind of lost motivation in really continuing music as a maybe profession or as a passion? Maybe were there some days where maybe you thought twice about uh, how we were going to continue doing this? It's a discussion that you need to have talaga, with with your bandmates or with yourself, and of course it's 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 kind of like uh, like everyone else that there really is a point that the pandemic will just take away all of your motivation doing something because it's changing because the usually this fun stuff that you want to do may it be work like um, collaborating with your you know, with your office mates maybe going on the field maybe doing something to that extent a lot of those fun stuff they kind of get mixed in with just the tedious work that you have to do and it's it's something that um that was quite uh unfortunate for us because we're all we're all really friends um it's a lot of those people i've actually known like way 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 before the band so not being able to see each other um really dampens the mood you know and whenever you're at whenever you're at home kasi um especially when it came to the first few months of the pandemic where we didn't know that there was a vaccine um on the horizon where we didn't really know necessarily what it was about covid there was that huge um i i don't know what other word for it but there's that the anxiety for um a collective anxiety of what comes next right because we didn't know um in back in 2020 how far away are live shows again how far away can we feasibly see each other and record in a studio together those are the questions so there really came a time that we have had to ask that to each other and i'm glad that we you know we we pushed through it because we're you know we're producing new stuff now but um in from what i know there have been a lot of bands that have also just you know parted ways during this time and that's unfortunate to see but it's something that you know you can't really avoid because there are other personal ano there are other personal dilemmas at hand and not a lot of the independent artists that you know including us 
do not they don't do music full time. So you have to really ano, you really have to set your time aside in a global pandemic to work extra um on music on content, you know. So what do you think was the key to you guys staying together since you said a lot of these independent artists really like you say you've heard a number of them parted ways. So can you t- tell me the key to your uh, success staying together as a band? We we still had the motivation because to we knew that what we wanted to say in terms of music it wasn't done yet, and um, may, it's something that we've discussed together as a band. Something that we've mentioned you know, in public previously is that um, while we're proud of our first um, EP, we um, we feel like um, our first EP all I feel and see, we feel na there could be a lot more ano, synergy in the collaborative process. We feel like there could be a more purposeful story that we want to say um, on a grand project like that. Because how we, how we explain it is um, when we created the first EP, of course, because we were starting out as a band, we were trying to figure out what our roles were, our chemistry together. So those were kind of just random songs that we've, we've created over the span of the first few years and put them in an EP. But for this one, when we were talking about doing a new project, it's the excitement for the new project that was like the key for us. We were like, okay, we know that we all have our individual tastes, and but we know that we enjoy playing together. We enjoy writing together. Because it's really, honestly, I would describe it as like electric whenever we, whenever we get together and write. It's a really, really, really fun process. So... We knew na okay. We want to make a better project. We we want to make something that we're proud of again. So it was that, and it was maybe because like we knew na we're the type of people that we kind of want to do something um, to have an outlet outside of our work, our school life. You know, parang getting to write music while it can be stressful, parang may escape. There's an escape aspect to it, like. To be able to write your feelings down, it's something that not a lot of people get to do. Um, so it, you know, to be able to uh, to still continue under the uh, under these circumstances, um, it's one very humbling. It's um, I'm it's two. I'm super super excited for what we're doing. And three, it's just it makes me understand how, parang how much I care about the individual bandmates I have in any names, okay? So you said that you build off each other as a band. So can you, do you still even recall the last live gig you had? And could you maybe tell tell us a little bit about it? Like maybe uh, what what was the lasting memory you had of this? Wow. Um, you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty, talaga, no? Because um, when you, when... I look back at our last few gigs. Um, what I remember is we had one Route 196 show, and then the next day we had a prom for a school in the QC area. So when we were in Route 196, it was packed. I, for, I forget what show that was. It was huge. It was packed. And if you've ever been to Route 196, if it's that packed, people are like lining up outside the door, and it's hot. It's like the the air conditioning does not work at all. You can't feel it's so humid because of just how many people are there, how many people are sweating. Uh, so 
when we were there, we were enjoying the set. Like because um, something that we're really grateful of is the people who frequent the shows have learned some of the lyrics to our songs also, so they'll sing along. But right after the show, we were like, "It's so hot. Can we can we just go?" <laughs> like it it was one of those days. Now we were one of the last people to perform. And of course, um, one of the great things about being in gigs is seeing other people perform also. But we were like, we can't, we can't do this. And one of our bandmates was like starting to, kind of like hyperventilate because it was really that, I know, it was really that packed. And then so there was, I know, but it was still a fun, it was still a fun show. It was one of the best ways to end our time with Route One Nine Six because the the this the set itself was so fun. They they you know, um, but. The the prom one, we actually didn't have one of our bandmates. We had a sessionist join in on us on that day. So we our last full time together was actually in Route 196. But, you know, because when you're there, it, it kind of feels like, oh, it's the next run of the mill show. Like, sometimes you'll have, like, a really, really nice one. And, and we're all like, oh, that was that was great. We we were, like, super in sync, whatever, whatever. Um, but um, there are times where it's kind of just like, okay, let's do this show. And then we'll move on to the next one. And so when you're there, you don't really think about it. And then when everything goes down, you're like, oh, I miss it. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, at least we got to experience it still. But, uh, you know, it, it's a different feeling being there face to face. So would you say uh, it'd still be worth it to to feel that really suffocating heat again? Even Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather feel the suffocating heat than just be at home. Oh, man. It's it's come to that point. So, yeah, because uh, when you're there, you realize like the suffocating heat. Oh, oh, of course, people are safe. No one has died. Um, no one has died, and or even like gotten injured in Route One Nine Six. But you realize like that when the moments that you're drenched in just sweat playing a show. It's one of the best times you have as a band because you kind of share that with other people as well. So we've we've gotten to be friends with some of the main gig goers. Um, they've become not just band friends but individual friends of us. So parang it's it it would be nice to see them again and you know just get the ano get the music scene going again because you know we need it. Not just because we want to play shows, like I mentioned, it's to really upstart another again the the music economy because it's really really down. It's uh, live concerts. There's uh, there's scarce, um, and you know I just want to see the production houses thrive again. I want to see the um, the roadies, the the technicians, the sound engineers, the road managers, the managers. I want to see them thrive again. I just want to see them. Period. Because they're one of the the best minds that you can talk to, one of the best ano, conversations that you can have, and parang, you lose it, you lose that spirit. And um, something that also na parang, I look forward to, not for myself or for the band, it's for the other bands na, who are up and coming now. Because they didn't get to experience that. People in our organization they want to be able to, they wanted to be able to play in Route One Nine Six, but parang, sadly, wala na yung opportunities so i want to see those new faces the people who were us back when we were in 2017 but i want to see them in those shows 
I want to support them. I want to give them that push also the same way that the people who came before us, um, people like your Oflamingo, your Ben and Ben's, um, those people who really help usher and push us and even like have one-on-one conversations with us. Like, what's next? Like, here's what you can do. Here's how we can help you. And those are the great stuff that, you know, that the new generation of musicians are missing that I want to see them for them, Ren. So, so you notice that that it's really hard in this pandemic to really stay optimistic. So, what would you say uh, if uh, when this pandemic loosens up and as restrictions uh, really start uh, loosening up, what what would you say is the first thing you as a band would would uh, look forward to the most? Ooh, um, it's really the the live shows. Um, actually, also curating our own live shows. That's something that ano we got to dabble in, um, a bit. Because we did we curated our own shows. Um, when it came to our ano to our EP launch, for example, or or a um, music video launch. So that that side of the music scene is very very exciting. Like and as I mentioned, it's it's also just like to be able to see your friends again. To be able to see those people again uh, you haven't seen in two years, because um, to to say that I've kept in touch with everyone is, I uh, know it's it would be an understatement, because there are certain people talaga na, who are working extra just to be able to ano uh, make ends meet, and I just want to be able to ano uh, to to stimulate the again the music economy, just because like there are a lot of people who rely on it. There are full-time artists. There are full-time roadies, technicians, and a lot of the production houses and managers. They're really without a job. And from wh- from what I remember, I know certain people na who've taken um, because it was um, formerly their full-time job. They've had to transition into another line of work just to make ends meet. Um, so that's something that I want to see is to get back into shows again, just because it would be nice to see listeners to see fans to see friends and just to be able to um you know help out in your own small way like just to be able to make people go back into the career that they really really love which is music and that's the reason why na you know um our band is still um here it's because of those people na who work behind the scenes who are constantly pushing us and helping us get to where we want to be Okay, last question, Renzo. What would you say would be your advice to all of those full-time musicians as well who who plan to make this their way of living even though uh, times call times like the pandemic call them to be more creative and be more resourceful? What would be your advice to them? Um, My first piece of advice would be, one, love the music that you're making. Um, That's something that you have to be doing because you need to keep yourself motivated. If you love also, if you're part of a band, you need to be able to love and appreciate your bandmates also. Well, you know, it's just like family. They'll have quirks. There are some things that might, you know, might annoy you, take you off. But at the end of the day, you're family. It's, that's the number one thing. Just to be able to get through the hard times, which our band has gone through. Um... Second is to, um, I think I mentioned also earlier, is a build connections. Um, 
Um, and when I say connections, it's not like the feeble connections, just so you can make, ano, just so you can make maybe extra money or to be able to just get to a certain venue, whatever, whatever. Like be able to make connections that are lasting because those are the ones that are going to really push you um, into the directions that you want to go. And something that people fail to realize sometimes is that if you build meaningful connections, your listeners will also find out. And that's why for us as a band, we've constantly been paired up with bands like Mooney Mooney, Lola Amor, The Ridleys, Isanigo, because we are actually friends and people see it behind the scenes. And because we're friends with some of their managers also, we've been able to, ano, to foster a good relationship with them. And so whenever we need them for certain help, if we need to collaborate, it's, so, it's easy to talk to them. It's easy to reach them. Um, and third, especially in the time of the pandemic, I think is to be able to, ano, um, is to be able to diversify also, like what type of thing that you want to do. Because, um, you know, um, just the way the world works right now is to just make music isn't necessarily going to make you go to the place you want to go. Unless you just really want to make music, which a lot of people do. And for us also as a band, because our aspirations aren't like other bands that we know, who want to go international, blah, blah, blah. We, we have our sights set really on parang a certain um, type of story we want to tell and certain demographic. Na if, of course, if other things change, that's going to be icing on top of the cake. But... You know, it's like to be able to diversify in the sense na um, learn also not necessarily how to market yourself, but like to be able to know who you are as a musician and to use social media also to your advantage. Because that's something that ano, that a lot of um, artists nowadays have, have used. Um, social media is really a huge, huge tool to be able to, ano, to, grow your, ano, to grow your listener base, to be able to share your music, share your message. And without it talaga, it's really, it's a really, really competitive space. So you, ano, parang learn to be able to make those meaningful connections, and an intern will help you with that. And in, ano, in the, ano, addition to diversifying, is to be able to know, then, like, ano, what you can do. Um, wait, um, in terms of diversifying, it's not just to do everything, right? It's like know the barriers also of what you can do, like because just because like some. For some form of genre is popular right now doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that you need to do just to be relevant you know because that's not the point of uh, no, that's not the point of um, music unless maybe you're like into the business side of it it's not necessarily to be relevant not necessarily to make the most amount of money it's really to be able to get your niche to be able to uh, no, to find that demographic that you really um, you really want to target and then to be able to create meaningful stuff that you yourself really like and to be able to make one that uh, that other people will like as well and that's the most uh, that's the most fruitful thing because if you're always just chasing after the next big trend or the next big thing or to or let's say to make like a hit single that's not necessarily going to be the thing that brings you to the forefront of the consciousness of people because i've talked a lot to other bands also na there was a point in time during their band life cycle na um they wanted to just make hit singles and if they don't get to do that 
they start to feel frustrated and they don't feel like they're good enough or they start to get mad at each other or start, you know, start that infighting that you want to avoid completely. So if you're an individual, naman, it's also just going to ano, parang hurt your self-worth to some extent. So you have to understand that parang what you can do talaga, focus in on that. And even when it comes to, ne- ano, to negative things, like, take the constructive parts of it and parang build your build your sound build your music upon that like your music isn't necessarily what your worth is predicated upon so parang to be able to just do something that you really really are passionate about would be great if you're able to diversify and to be able to think in the mindset of okay what can i do feasibly and is there something that i can actually do to become better. So that's those are the three that um I can I can come up with. So all those budding musicians listening out there, hope you guys took notes. And before we let you go, Renzo, I have this one last question. So so clearly the elections are fast approaching. So kind of un- unrelated, but what would you say is your ideal president? How would you describe them? So my next ideal president of the Philippines would be somebody who is, one, trustworthy, somebody you can actually rely on, um, two, somebody who's actually looking out for the majority of the nation. And something that I've, um, I've always appreciated is somebody who can be respectful and um, presentable when it comes to certain aspects of the job. This has been Renzo Lumanog and thank you for going on B-Side. Thank you so much, JV. I'm so glad to be part of B-Side Business World. Thank you. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Renzo R. Lumanog, vocalist and rhythm guitarist of the band Any Name's Okay, speaking with Business World reporter John Victor Diordonez who also belongs to a band called John's Dirty Old Sneakers. In fact, Mr. Ordonez provided the music for this episode. A few takeaways from their conversation. The pandemic forced musicians to streamline their creative process and the way they collaborate. And that lesson in efficiency is probably going to carry over even after restrictions are eased. And one other thing, probably the most important, the people behind the scenes, the roadies, are the unsung heroes of the music industry. They're the ones who suffer the most when things close down. So next time you're at a live gig, don't forget to appreciate the tech guys who make it happen. This episode was produced by John Victor Diordonez, Gino Di Nicolas, and me, Sam El Marcelo. We leave you with a song by John's Dirty Old Sneakers. Thanks for listening. <laughs>